what is up how you guys doing good to be back um thanks for watching thanks for subscribing um i've been blessed to be able to do this um just um the lord's been very good very kind um a lot of these things that i'll be sharing with you tonight um over the last couple of years the lord's been putting them on my heart if you go back some through through some of our my other videos you'll see that it's been very consistent it's been bits and pieces here and there um but interestingly enough it feels like um there's been a huge outpouring of words prophetic visions and you know acts and joel both speak to a time where the sons and daughters would be um you know the water be poured out and all on all flesh and that they would be increasing um the the visions and dreams would come to men women freed people slaves um you name it now i'm hoping you guys can hear me as a couple of people said they couldn't hear me last time so i took their advice and i am gonna have a new microphone um, so there won't be as much feedback or um, as much of that white noise in the background. So I, I popped the volume up a little bit. Hopefully I'm not popping too much. Um, go back to 20. Alright. So it won't be too loud. But... Um, <laughs> When I first started years ago, I just said I'd just give it a shot. I'd do some podcasting, um, throw some stuff up on YouTube, and just to get some stuff out. Because originally my plan was just to be, um, you know, putting out some content from my book that I've been writing. It's called Birthrights and Empires. Um, but hey, uh, so it goes as God moves, I move. And he told me to start up, you know, the channel and to see what happens you know um he told me a while back that a lot of people would be um putting forth uh the voice of the lord over the airwaves and it would be basically combating all the negativity that's out there a lot of uh, misinformation a lot of things that even in our christian cultures we believe to be true but um as it is here, as it is on a lot of other channels, there are some sacred cows that are being put to the altar. So, hallelujah, thank you for all the brothers and sisters that have also been putting out their, their words of encouragement. Um, it's been encouraging all of us um, to go out and, and venture into the unknown. Uh, I left cryptocurrency alone for a long time ago, maybe a year ago, because I said, hey, what's going to, you know, I don't think this is going to pop off. I think the banks got their hold over this system, and I just said, tack with it. However, I, this still was this nagging word that the Lord kept, you know, saying to me. As I said in the last video, you might not have heard it, but we're in a Jubilee period. And, um, this video is more about it's about the wealth transfer but it's about being prepared for the wealth transfer a lot of brothers and sisters have been saying a lot of the same stuff too um and almost a week ago that was a thought i had was that the lord wanted to distribute to all of his children but as that parable goes uh in the word 
some were given um, a lot of talents, some were given you know, a medium amount, and then some were given a little less. <clears throat> but even at the end of the story, we see one who buries his talent and doesn't do anything with it. He doesn't invest. Um, he doesn't invest into the kingdom. I heard a brother talking about that the other day. Um, that the way we look at this wealth is not just uh, in money terms. We have to broaden our horizons to start understanding that the wealth that we get, um, as, the, as the video title will say, the money wealth is an overflow. So I'll get into my notes so I don't ramble on. But if you look at um, First Chronicles 6, you guys can check out all these verses later on. First Chronicles 6, it talks about um, the lineage of Samuel. It talks about um, Samuel's dad, who was a priest. But then if you go to 1 Samuel 8, we get a little glimpse into some of the problems that happen with that have happened with our own culture. And this is where I believe the Lord's leading us to go even deeper to prepare for the wealth transfer is when a previous generation would get their words, they would do um, what they knew was the pattern, right? So first in Samuel, um, they come to him because the elders of Israel, they say, um, they gathered together, came to Samuel at Ramah, and they said to him, you are old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us such as all the other nations have. It's an interesting scripture because what it's speaking to is Samuel, a man of God who had prophesied, who um, was leading the Israelites or at least uh, letting God speak into him and he was speaking to the king. He would say to the king, hey, do this, do that, sacrifice here. This is what you got to do, right? Um, but even before that, he was a judge. And so where he, you know, where he spoke, the people followed. They did basically as a theocracy. They followed God. But essentially, these people say, we don't want to follow God anymore. And your sons aren't doing what they were called to do. And it's interesting when you look at Samuel's life, you would have thought that his children would have followed his ways, but they didn't. I think some of what happened was they followed the pattern of priesthood um, as they saw it, but they didn't follow the pattern of relationship. And that where there was a difference there, I believe. So I, I, in my notes, I was writing, um, we'll be a people who will not only gain understanding from the Lord, but we will inquire how it is we are to serve the kingdom purposes first, right? So if you notice, those who serve the Lord with all they had in their beings, they were blessed in every way imaginable. The money was there. But that was an overflow of the main relationship they treasure. So this wealth transfer, if we start to understand it as not just a means to an end, but it's an overflow, I believe the Lord um, will quicken us and start to give us understanding as how we're supposed to be building the kingdom. Now, I know a lot of us are going to, you know, have to pay our bills. I've been, as the favor has been increasing on our business, my wife and I, there's been a lot of things that we've had to do to you know pay off bills pay for this pay for that and there's been some things we've been able to enjoy as well but that wasn't the point every time we've done anything we've tried to ask the lord okay is this something we should do with this money now um you know we're not perfect um i've i've gone on amazon and i've bought some stuff i'm like yeah do i really need that i don't know but i, I think the lord kind of understands all that he understands that okay we're not going to be perfect but he understands the heart right and that's where we're at. So what I wanted to get across is that we pay attention in this season. We pay attention to the winds, pay attention to the patterns. We can see um, everything that's going on. We can see that there is a need for uh, 
the voice of the Lord to speak into um, the situations we see to cut through um, the frequencies of fear and hate. But how will we do that? How will we inquire? How will we do um, operate in the Lord um, if we don't understand these biblical patterns? So they're coming back to our generation, I believe, with this wealth transfer. Um, I believe that we're awakening, right? The Bible says, arise and shine, right? The sons and daughters are awakening. Now, as we're awakening, we're saying to ourselves, we've got to do something. And the Lord's saying, good. All right. So what are you going to do now? And I believe he's saying, okay, you need resource. Okay. We need unimaginable resource because if we look out there, the evil has been so great. They've been amassing such a, a great front to the kingdom. The Lord wants to say to even the wisdom of man, look what I can do with a small number. You look at Gideon, right? So you look at um, examples of this, not just Gideon selecting his army. You see the walking um, around the walls of Jericho. And you see even um, when the spies are sent out to go uh, spy out the promised land. Some came back with a report that made sense to man. These giants are in the land. We look like grasshoppers in their eyes. They saw themselves as grasshoppers. But some went out and said, well, we can do this, right? Caleb's and the Joshua's, we say we can do this. God, just give me a chance. Give me a little bit of what you got up there in your storehouses. So the instructions will always fit the time and period but the technology and the means that the people have, they will change. So I believe that this is the wealth transfer is a part of what the technology, this new technology that's in the earth. The Lord wants to, you know, give it out, send it out to the people that are awaiting this transfer. Um, back in the day when it was Abraham, he had 20,000 goats and 20,000 sheep and he had this and that. You know what I'm saying? Because in a, as an agrarian society, that's what you traded with. But if you look at Abraham, that wasn't his main thing, right? He was he wanted to be about um, being in the land, um, uh, repeopling re the earth for, of you know the Israelites, all that stuff, right? So, what does it look like to be a people of consecration? Um, this was a word I'd got. Um, I can't even remember how many months ago. It must have been three months ago, where the Lord said, "Just embrace the call." Put on your robes and minister unto the Lord. The Lord was showing me almost a year ago that as we, even when we were in COVID, a lot of people were going to be operating in their living rooms, in their homes as priests. They were going to start seeing, because we weren't going to church, because the churches were locked down, we started to understand what it meant to do church on our own. We figured out that we didn't need, and I, I'm not saying don't go to church and you don't need pastors and you don't need people in your life for accountability. What I'm saying is we started to understand that we are much more than what we imagine ourselves to be, that we have the blood of Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. We're called friends of God. We're called sons and daughters of God. That means that we have something that is not man-made. That means that we have something um, that is, is born in the heavenly realms and deposited into us when we take on the life of Christ. So um, some, of, some of you get this, some of you won't, um, but because we're building arcs, our ways may seem unorthodox. This is, this is another word towards that, the wealth transfer. This 
you some of you you told people hey buy Shiba I remember I've just slipped it into conversation here and there I've said hey are you, you doing cryptos and some people say no you know what I'm saying they, they look at me like what, you know that's stupid you know and these are people that are well-read people they're good people and they have 401ks I've got their retirement everything's kind of set up but if you understand these systems and the way they work you might understand that this whole system is set up for a certain people a certain group of people to thrive everybody else we're held in this illusion that we do everything the right way by the book we'll have our, our piece of cake at the end right not so and you can see it even now people have lost their jobs some people didn't want to get the vax they got you know in trouble they got fired they didn't even get they fired them without tenure I mean there's so many so many stories out there but they did everything right up until now but we're building arcs. I believe we are um, a part of that building of the ark. Um, or in, in the newer testament, we're the church, right? So we're building something that's greater um, than what this earth can even imagine. And it's bigger, um, if you understand from the context of kingdom, kingdom building, everything we do is as it is in kingdom, in the kingdom, right? Not as it is on the earth. It's in the kingdom all right so on earth as it is in the heavenlies or in the kingdom right so a part of the sanctification process is that the people he's calling to hold wealth will not operate in the religions of the day or the religious patterns of the day the systems of either commerce or politics education or organized church those hold fast to proven methods that worked for yesterday all right i'll get to that in a little bit but god wants us to authenticate our lives the way we lead out families, operate in our communities, and he doesn't want to replicate anything in the old, okay? That is a part of the church age. Nothing wrong with it, but as one door closes, one door opens, okay? We're moving into a wilderness period, I believe, okay? But even as you move into a wilderness period, you understand um, when the Israelites came out of Egypt, they just asked simply to the people that were they were holding them captivity. They said, um, can you give me some silver and gold for the journey? They said, take it all. Because a plague had hit. Okay, and so this is where the wealth transfer comes in again. There might be a plague coming, but not in the way we understand it. Okay, so it might hit the banking systems. It might hit the, the financial system. It might hit the business sectors. Something might happen. I don't know exactly how it, it's going to happen. But I keep seeing, um, as I said before, I keep seeing angels moving in the heavenlies, building up uh, ways for that stream of income to come directly to us. The streams of, and many streams, many streams of income. And I see the dam, uh, like almost like a dam breaking, almost like something was being held off, but the Lord was saying not yet, as if a people weren't ready for it. So almost like that older generation wasn't ready for it. Okay, we've seen older generations operate in some elements of revival, but we haven't seen a whole generation consecrated. We've seen bits and pieces. Um, you guys all know there's the crazy lady in church who's always waving her hands or the guy who's always speaking in tongues at the front. He's that guy, right? Well, I believe there's going to be lots of those guys. In fact, you guys are be going in, in your church. So you guys have been feeling already. As, as you came out of 
the period of, uh, you know, COVID or whatever, you went back into church. And it was a way that you worshiped, which was um, without abandon, you know. And some of us were like, oh, I guess we're not doing that anymore. You know what I'm saying? We worshiped in our living rooms. I bet you some of you guys have been worshiping your living rooms and, and speaking to God and hearing from the Lord um, very clearly, very concretely. Okay. So, um, and, and, you know, you go back to some of our, our Bible heroes. Um, imagine for a second hearing from the Lord uh, build the ark. What was that like for Noah? You know what I'm saying? Nobody believes him. Nobody's seen rain for thousands of years. The only way the water came up was from under the earth. And the whole time he's building and speaking to the Lord. And what are you doing and what's going on and why are you doing this? And if you understand Noah's life, I might have, yeah, I'll pop it up on there. This is just quick. I'll show it just for a second. You might not be able to see it, but I can read it off. If you look at Adam's life, Adam lived um, almost 930 years, 920 something years. What was it 960? I can't remember. Some of these charts are different than other charts, but if you look at the line, uh, Adam lived long enough to hang out with Seth, uh, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, and Lamech. He died almost 87 years, roughly, before Noah was born. Okay, So that means that Noah was able to speak to his fathers, his grandfathers, and talk to them about what Adam saw in the garden. That's very key. And even on into... Uh, you go down further in a bunch of generations. You see, Abraham is a direct descendant of Noah. He was alive when Noah was alive. Okay, so it's not it's not hard to conceive that these men of God, these these uh, patriarchs, they were able to glean understanding of who God was. Okay, and that's one thing I think that has been lost in our generation is we've understood what God does, but we don't understand who God is. And I believe God wants us to understand who he is. So when we look at these things that, that come as signs and wonders and miracles and wealth transfer, we just see that as that just happens. That's just a fixture of his kingdom. He has storehouses. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Uh, he, he owns it all. But we, under, we operate in this understanding that we're under the yoke of the enemy, that we're just waiting for our time, biding our time until Jesus comes back, and that we don't have any place uh, here to be doing anything, any conquering, to be victorious in, in anything. So we've forgotten who we are. And Jesus says, look, I've given you the keys, and I'm giving you this wealth, right? And even when the disciples... We're like, what do we do with money? You know, some people are talking about, well, what are you talking about money? And, you know, we don't need money. And, you know, I was like, hey, the kingdom takes money to finance and resource. And, and, and when it was needed, he looked at the fish. He said, cast your uh, nets out on the other side. And those fish came up. Some of them came up with gold coins in their mouth. All right. Uh, when people needed to be fed, he says, take that bread, take that fish, distribute it. All right. He wants all his people to eat. OK, but it's not about the sign and the wonder. It's about the proclamation of the kingdom. All right. So even though we're tempted in our desert wilderness, in the outskirts of the city, we're outcasts. 
okay? Um, like David, David was an outcast, and he had his mighty men. They were outcasts as well. He faced adversity from the peers. They're rebuffed. You know, he's rebuffed. Um, his prosperity was peace and life. That was the real wealth, okay? So I said again, this is overflow. So abiding in him takes on many different expressions, varying degrees based on the talents Jesus wants to distribute. All right, so that's, again, that's a word that the Lord showed me almost a week ago. As, yeah, there's going to be a wealth transfer, but as we consecrate ourselves, we're going to be building up uh, jars. We are the vessels, okay? If we're building up our spirit, man, we're able to see ways in which that can be done, that can be done, help this part in the community, help these people build this thing, uh, do this thing God's put on my heart, uh, write that book. Uh, whatever it is, if the Lord has been calling you to something, you need to say yes right now in the name of Jesus. Like, like yes, I'm ready. Send me, O oh Lord. All right, I'm awaiting the call. I'm ready. We're not uh, operating and waiting for, okay, just save me from all this trouble here on earth. I just want to get out of it, you know. And that's okay. Some people, we've had um, different seasons in life you know tougher times um and hey it happens you know what i'm saying you look at some people in the bible they were just ready to die okay you look at that that story where um before the army i guess the two people the two last uh homeless people were uh they were the last ones on the outside of the city gate and i can't remember what part of scripture that is but um everybody else in the city locked them out I think they were eating babies inside the city walls. But the two people, they said, let's go down and check out what's going on. And they ended up saving everybody in the city because they, you know, they said, well, let's go check it out. Let's go see what's going on. And uh, the people that, you know, were supposed to be coming in and get some had left everything out there. So they left their wealth as a wealth transfer. Right. So what is this about? Um, I think first off, um, there's a, a, a church age paradigm that operated well within the rules. I think we're breaking the rules now. Um, we, they were going in the back in the day, going just far enough to the acceptable limits of what other people thought. And then also how much they had to give them themselves. Okay. I'll do this except for, I don't want to give up my Sundays cause I need to watch football. Right. I love football, but I'm just saying, um, how do we hold on to the things that give us momentary pleasure? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll do this, God, but I don't want to give up this, right? Um, he never loved us in pieces, and I don't believe he's going to give out his blessing in pieces. So I think he's going to give it out. He's going to give out the complete deliverance. But I think that the amount of complete submission to peace and love that we have, uh, the greatest peace, the greatest trust in him, um, I think that's the measure of what he can put into our sanctified vessels. I'm not saying that any people, any group of people are better than the other, but when you consecrate, right, the overflow can have a resting place, okay? And I say to other people, I say, if you don't want your blessing, I'll take it, you know? So anyways, um, this is a time where people will shine, right? They'll either be praised or scorned or ridiculed. So this is also a consecration period of your character, Okay, as you do these things, you might be asking friends, hey, let's fast and get ready for whatever God's doing in the next month or so. Right. In two days is the Jewish New Year. Think about that for a second. A brother came 
put a comment in in the thing and I, I, I read it basically he deduced that we're, I was talking about Jubilee but he has actually looked at the math in the Hebrew years and we are actually in the window of Jubilee okay so take that take that to your Bible okay and, and look it up and, and Google it or whatever you use check it out I believe we're in a time of Jubilee I've been calling it a Jubilee period because I, I feel like um, God is not beholden to our times, and I think when he says something, it's for us to live into the paradigm of it. Um, I, I'll speak to that a little later, but I think ultimately we're in a time frame where so many things are happening and where the people are crying out, and God is saying, who will line up? Who will stand up to the empires of the world? We're saying we will, okay? And we're also saying, hey, God, Bless a brother or a sister, all right? Because we need it. So here's what we do. Out of Egypt, the people that were still looking at the past empire and kingdom, are, they we are few to that number, okay? We are a few that are looking forward to the kingdom to come while some are looking back at Egypt, okay? We can't be there, okay? We can't look at this wealth transfer as just something to where we can operate on a better level here in the empire that makes any sense okay he's gonna bless us we're gonna be good buy a house buy your cars whatever but you got to save you got to be smart and you got to think about making moves that are, are geared towards generational wealth okay because he doesn't want to bless just the abrahams and, and the joshua's or the caleb's or whoever it might be he wants to bless their children when he's when he when we read the bible it talks about the lineages okay we want to be able to write in our journals that we begat such and such, and they begat such and such, okay? That when they begat such and such, they taught their kids such and such. That they had inheritance based on what we set aside or what we built for them, okay? So we open up the dimensions of the kingdom on earth by connecting with the Holy Spirit. And this is where the consecration comes in. We renew our mind. First off, we renew our mind by untethering from the thoughts of uh the people that are not victorious right that's not who we are jesus doesn't say i'm leading the unvictorious ones he says no i'm i'm you're the, my called at ones you're my disciples and i'm victorious so that's who you are okay we're bringing into the physical realms through our prayer supplication and our abiding in him the reality that already is now this is a key a lot of people when we worship and when we pray we think about uh, everything that's in his kingdom as far off we have to start moving into an ascension lifestyle. What that means is that if we're at the right hand of the throne with Jesus and he has afforded that to us, then we are connected with Jesus in heavenly spaces. Paul talks about it. He says, look, I don't know if I was in the third realm or this realm or whatever realm, but this happened. Okay. Ascension lifestyle. The saints practiced it. The first century saints, the, the first Catholic, you know, saints before everything got corrupted, they practices, uh, the practice in the presence of God, Brother Lawrence, St. Francis, he was, he was uh, known to have been talking to animals, right? He was one with creation, oneness with Yeshua, oneness with Yahweh, excuse me. That oneness transfers the understanding of what's going on in heaven to us and out to the earth okay we're to be conduits 
of that wealth transfer and not just the the wealth that we see on earthly terms we're talking about a heavenly wealth okay we're talking about everlasting life and life to the full okay the lord wants to pour this out pour the revelation out pour the understanding pour the codes breaking the system pour the understanding to seeing behind these systems right his kingdom is outside of time and space his truth is over us it's not contained to this realm he's calling us to start patterning our lives so that he will pour out um and he'll have a resting place a safe place and a trusted place okay so we need to start asking ourselves can we be entrusted with the wealth transfer all right i know a couple years ago I can honestly say probably not. Okay, I'll be honest. But as I meditate, as I think about it, I say, all right, let's do this. A lot of the word talks about people getting rich quickly or the love of money destroying people. Okay, it can destroy us if we don't operate with a kingdom mindset. All right. So as we are consecrating as a people, as we're building up our arcs of building up our temples, we start to understand, okay, God, if this is your will, let your will be done, obviously. But, God, what would you have me do in X, Y, and Z situation, right? And what is in my heart that doesn't need to be there? This is uh, an honest introspection that we need to have, okay? Um, some of us would say, well, I'll buy this and this and this and this and this. That's okay. But we need to say to God, is that what you'd have me buy? Is that wrong? You know? And he would say, no, it's not wrong, but that's not the first thing I want you to do. You know? Some of us were backlogged on tithing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know what God would say to you, but we need to be kind of thinking in that in that way. Can we be trusted with the wealth transfer? Is this a resting place? Is this a vessel for the water? The living water. Right? So he wants to pour out these the wealth. He wants to pour out many gifts. Okay, that's what I also think the wealth transfer is about. I think sometimes when he operates um, in one way, it's to get our eyes to see one thing, but really he's going this way. So when he gave all the Israelites the gold, they were happy. They were like, all right, let's go. Let's do this. If he had sent them out in the wilderness, which he very well could have, with just the manna, and just a couple of horses and all this and that, they would have been fine, right? But they wouldn't have when when the when the ark was being constructed and the tabernacle was being constructed, they wouldn't have been given. So they were they were given so much. Moses was like, Hold up. We're done with the tithing for the day. We can't do anything with it, right? Everything that was built had gold laden on it. But um a part of that was he says, Look, look over here. And not into what you're missing. All right. So the wealth transfer is like, look, I'm calling you to do some radical things. I might be calling you some of you guys to go out to other countries. Right. Go to Africa. Build wells. All right. There's a word over Africa. There's a word over Africa that Africa would be as it was a part of the birthplace. It would be a part of the revelatory period. It'll be a key player in the end times. Okay. So all you African brothers and sisters, you guys 
have a huge part to play in the end times okay africa is a place that is laden with much resources untapped and i believe as those people are getting freed as those brothers and sisters get freed they are going to be uh, a place that the rest of the world can see the lord is shining on so when the lord shines his eyes on something we see it and it's a wonder okay so this wealth transfer is going to be a wonder to some people but to us we're going to know well we saw it coming already right and we already knew it was going to happen but even to us as we gain the understanding and knowledge of revelation things are going to be opened up to us i mean that we didn't see before you know what i'm saying in ourselves and around us as we move into a new season we're not going to have all the answers also, you know, just a part of this whole thing is we're not going to have everything kind of laid out. I think the Lord just wants our hearts to start gearing up towards what it looks like to be in a new um, a new understanding of self, a new understanding uh, of who we are as victorious. Because what's going to happen, I believe, is nothing we've ever seen before. Okay. So we can't operate in a limited thinking, earthly thinking, as our forefathers were. We're in a different generation. We're in a risen generation. We're in a Jesus Christ victorious generation by way of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I think we got to be unified in that. I think um, as we see other brothers giving words and visions, thumb up them, subscribe, and just pray over them and, and ask the Lord what they're, what they're seeing or, or what they're hearing. Um, because it takes a lot of guts to, to go out on a limb and say anything, right? And especially to say that God told me this. The old generations would say that God doesn't speak that way anymore. Okay. So remember this though. Elijah called, was called to stop the rain. He stopped the rain. Right. Um, look at the pattern of Daniel. He prayed and fasted. An angel appeared. All right. So the angels in all of creation are waiting for the sons and daughters of rise to realize we've been seated next to Christ to operate in our sonship authority. All right. That's also a part of consecration. We are not just operating for the here and now. We are co-creating with what God's put on the earth already, okay? Now, the reason I say all this is quantum physics tells us that when we are connected to any form of matter, we are connected to it throughout time and space. So we are connected by the blood of Jesus. We are connected to the blood of Jesus. We spoke his name by a word, just as he brought everything into a word. He says to us, we can destroy things with our tongue, light of fire, or we can give life, Okay. So we speak these things in the name of Jesus. We speak forth a blessing over our finances. In the morning, we ask for the angels of favor um, to open up things. We ask the Holy Spirit to open up um, opportunities. Um, any warring angels that might be in the area or, or assigned to us to do their will upon our, in our, in our midst uh, in accordance with God's will. Um, we pray for us to have our eyes open for when wealth transfer is happening so we're ready when it when it's necessary we um we think about spiritual war. we break any agreements with demonic forces we break any agreements with in the name of jesus with um, anything that we've made agreements with in the past whether it's fear doubt dread um uh, was it confusion anything in the name of Jesus, we break those those agreements because we want to be untethered from the world and untethered from any influences and untethered from anything that can hinder us um, uh, operating in in our victorious selves. So, um, you know, because you think about it, um, those the enemy, the disembodied spirits, they're looking for hosts. OK, but we got the Holy Ghost. OK, we're hosting the Holy Ghost. So we are a gateway, 
right? Connect us to the beautiful gate, Yeshua. All right. And so we let's come into agreement in that ultimate relationship with him so that we can become a gateway for his spiritual things, not the enemy's things, but for what God wants to want us wants us to walk into. Okay. So think about quantum physics. Think about the connection with Jesus and think about this picture when when Peter walked. Right. He walked through and uh, people were getting healed by a shadow. Okay. This isn't just a metaphor or something. It, it happened. Okay. You look at Philip. He heals the Ethiopian eunuch. And I'm getting off on tangent, but I want you guys to know this. He heals the he, he blesses the Ethiopian eunuch, uh, baptizes him, all that good stuff. And immediately he goes to Samaria. That's time travel. Okay. So you can't tell me that things crazy things are not going to be happening as they happen then. They happen there, they can happen again. And I believe the Lord is calling us to remember those things again. Okay. Because he's bringing these patterns back into place. Okay. Whatever happens with the swallow transfer, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be, um, it's going to be miraculous. Um, but I still think we got to be ready for it. Okay. This is the last point, And I'll get out of here. The timing will line up with his will. Okay. I don't think that God's going to withhold his blessings upon his people because there are any less degree of understanding of these things. Okay. Some of you guys might disagree with some of the stuff I'm saying. It's all good. But I believe that the small, there's a small company that will get a hold of these truths and won't be caught off guard by anything happening in the spirit realms. All right. And as a result of his timing, the Lord will pour out his blessings and there will be a measure of his blessings connected with the willingness to be the vessel. Okay. So some people will say, yes, wealth transfer. I'm by the Sheba, XLM, XRP, get my ledger, whatever. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And some people are like, okay, I bought all that stuff. Now, what do I do with all this? God, make me a conduit because I want to be used by you. Holy Spirit, come on me now. Holy Spirit, activate, right? And if there's anything in my life that doesn't need to be there, Lord, show me because I don't want to be anything less than what you call me to be. All right. And then there's some of those, right? If you understand the timing of everything that happens, okay, we're almost uh, almost 2000 years uh from jesus okay you look at a timeline and i might have this on here let me see did i get it yeah i got a really really rudimentary one and this is very simple but look at so look at that you can check this brother out um what's it called the biblical timeline god's clock in history and this is very rudimentary but look at this adam a thousand years noah thousand years abraham thousand years david thousand years christ okay and even even cooler than that if you check out where's that this is the maseroth okay that's the hebrew word for um uh, let's see the signs okay and the stars okay this is what enoch did okay a lot of people misunderstand enoch was the one who actually first understood the stars and other civilizations took the information from it. Okay. So when people are operating in the zodiac and looking at the stars to tell them what they should do and how they can control things and all that stuff, that's not what it's about. Okay. What it is is the Lord puts things in the stars up in the skies and the heavens. And we can read, um, I'll read off for you, Job. Get off of this for a second. So, Job. Look at Romans. The heavens declare the glory of God. Okay. Some translations say the skies. 
Job says, can you direct the movement of the stars? God's asking Job, can you direct the movement of the stars, binding the cluster of the Pleiades, or loosening the cords of Orion? Here we are introduced the movement of the stars in several constellations. Okay? So this is what I was, the point I was getting across is that we don't know all the times and seasons of what's happening, but I sure will tell, I surely will tell you the people that found Jesus, when they found him, they were looking at prophetic words, they were looking at the stars, and they're understanding that something's coming. Okay? So this is what this is what I believe the Lord's saying to us, and a lot of people are getting the word, getting the download, the visions and all that stuff. The Lord is on the move. He's doing something that hasn't been done before. Okay, and every 2,000 years, you look at the timeline, it's something that hasn't been done before, or every, even every 1,000 years, right? Adam, creation, Noah, the rain, Abraham, a people of God, the first time God calls a people to himself, the Israelites, okay? David, you have the kingdoms uniting, obviously Christ, right? When Abraham comes in, it's the age of Ares, which is the age of war. Okay, that's when he destroyed a lot of those kings. Okay, and it was said out of his line, Nimrod was destroyed. Okay, who destroyed Nimrod? Some say he did it, or some say that it was Esau. Okay, the Edomites. Esau saw Nimrod and killed him, and that's why he gave up his birthright because he had gotten uh, a lot of uh, king. He had killed a great king, a mighty hero of old which is a demigod, um, which is a son of a Nephilim. It's another story for another day. But that's why he gave up his birthright. What I'm saying to us is we don't have to give up our birthright and do things by the earth, but we can operate in our, uh, our Davidic anointing, our messianic anointing, and operate from a kingdom that is not of this earth. All right? So every 2,000 years... Right, Abraham, the ram, Christ, the Pisces, he brings in the Pisces, which is two diverging fish, one fish going towards him and one fish going the, one, the way of the world. And now we are in the time of uh, roughly in the time of Aquarius, give or take uh, a couple 15 years, 15, 20 years. OK, we don't know exactly how these things turn out, but I, I feel like we're pretty darn close. OK where there's water being poured out that's that's where you look at that thing if i go back to it you see down here the water is being poured out okay the bucket okay a rod heavy rains to storm all right that's the pouring out okay so thank you guys for listening um, hoping you guys have been blessed and encouraged. I'm just saying you guys be ready for the overflow. The spirit is being poured out on all flesh. Out of that, there will be an abundance of life. Hope you guys could hear me. If not, um, I don't know what to do. Maybe I'll do a podcast or something like that. Um, let me pray for you guys. Lord Jesus, I thank you for all the beautiful men and women that have been, um, with us, um, with this channel lord uh thank you for them subscribing all that good stuff um but god there's so many good people out there on the interwebs sharing truth i pray for the whole body of christ that lord we'd wake up to what you're doing holy spirit i pray that you move in us mightily and you show us where we can um, understand what your spirit is doing 
in the heavenlies first so we can take those command codes and bring them out into the earth holy spirit i pray that as we walk on the earth we walk um, with our shadows understanding our shadows are changing uh, the places where we're at that guide our hearts are in tune with you that god we have the frequency of love in us and on us that god as sons and daughters we have the opportunity to change the seasons that god we are changing the weather patterns changing the winds that god as a fresh wind blows we are moving with it that holy spirit there are many people that are crying out for help fresh water living water i pray that you would transfer to us the operations of heaven so that god we can see first what you're doing there so that god we can move and operate here i do pray for uh, a breaking open uh, of the of the wealth transfer i pray that the systems that have been corrupted would face justice um, and that god all the corrupt systems would bow down to you in the name of jesus or if there's anything holding it up in the heavenlies remove those obstacles remove those impediments remove the spiritual strongholds that are over the the banking systems will release to your people finances and finances abundantly and lord in the meantime make us ready for the overflow consecrate it consecrate us for the overflow it's like a week be ready to move as the kingdom is moving in the name of jesus amen all right love y'all